Hello, welcome back everyone for another podcast episode of Acido Magazine. My name is Emre Shentuk, host of the show, founder of Acido Magazine, acido.com you can visit and uh, read my articles there. Today I'm going to talk about the perfect politician, which might sound weird because not many people would associate positive things with politicians. Um, can we blame, blame them? Yeah, probably not. But um, it's also wrong to think about politicians as inherently corrupt and bad. Uh, there must be a recipe for the perfect politician and today I'm going to talk about it. Um, before we get to start, um, I want to uh, once again present you my book, uh, Devlet. Um, I published it last November. You can uh, buy it on Amazon and, and other bookstores around the world, so it's internationally available. It takes a bit a uh, bit of time until it arrives because it's print on demand. Um, because I, it was self-published, and you can also see here the Acido uh, Magazine um, label. Why am I presenting this again? Because the perfect politician has also a very prominent role in this book. Not because I'm talking about the politician, yeah, too many times uh, throughout this book, but because it establishes a new state theory, politicians obviously have an important role in general for uh, the states, uh, state theory of devletism. And obviously, um, I'm going to take my ideas from here because these are my original ideas and uh, the whole construct around those things are, um, yeah... <laughs> basically in-house produced. So uh, this book is a good read to uh, accompany um, all the podcast episodes uh, that you're listening from me because they can also see um, what my ideas are in a yeah, formulated uh, and, and written out way. So starting off with the perfect politician. Um, yes, many people have negative associations with politicians. And um, first of all, I would like to point out that politicians nonetheless are uh, human beings and my premise is or one of my fundamental yeah thoughts that i have on uh, human beings is that we act according to the structures that are given to us right so if you have a road without limit right you're just uh, also abusing that um, the absence of the temple limit This is a very simplistic account, but um, yeah, just to formulate it, uh, formulate an analogy to uh, what I want to say is that politicians is, uh, also just use the structures that are given to them, and uh, obviously they are not they are no better um, in kind of overcoming their nature uh, and are even more exposed, yeah, to all these. How can I say uh, incentives yeah, to abuse those structures because they have the power actually in place. So obviously this means that if the structures lead politicians to some sort of um, yeah, ill behave and uh, act in very uh, corrupt ways, this means that the structures need to be tackled and also be uh, kind of changed and rearranged, obviously. But nonetheless, There are properties and characteristic that, uh, characteristics that politicians need to have and kind of display, develop and also bring to the table if they want to have the office. And uh, I suppose many of them want to be in a position of power. So 
the main thing that needs to be actually looked at and uh, be assessed or taken as an umbrella idea, you know, the overarching concept that every politician needs to have is that they need to be 100 or 1000 percent devoted to their nation or uh, society that they are representing. This means, uh, I mean, first of all, this should be obvious, right? I'm stating a very obvious fact and uh, for everyone it should be clear that yeah, politicians need to be devoted to their nation. Obviously why I'm stating this is because the devotion to the people is actually grounded in the understanding what a nation is. The nation is basically an institutionalized and materially consolidated form of a society. And being devoted to the nation means that you're not only devoted to the institutions and uh, the rules and regulations that come with it, so meaning the power and all the benefits, but also to the society. And the society is actually, yeah, an ethnic group that comes together under a common cultural core. And the cultural core is something that is kind of developed through the interaction between society members um, or the people that make up uh, make up this culture. And this cultural core is very important because it gives the certain characteristic and the unique character of every nation through society. So we have um, culture as the central concept, and this is also why, I'm, uh, why I presented this book earlier. This is a very important aspect to keep in mind is that cultures actually shape and form or actually constitute the um, character of every nation. And being devoted to the nation also means that you're not only devoted, as I said, to the, to the power, but also to the people yeah, that make up the society, but even more so to the cultural core, so the unique character of your people. I mean... This is especially important when we think about mentalities and um, kind of the, the mode of compatibility um, of a people with politicians. So politicians usually do not see this cultural core. And this is what we all, uh, why we always say that many of the politicians, yeah, they don't know the people, they don't understand what's going on. They are kind of ruling in an um, elitist way. So they are kind of an elite that's you know, just trying to enrich themselves. And this is because they don't have this attachment to this cultural core. Um, so this is a very important point, actually meaning to be, uh, to be devoted to the nation also means that you live and are tied to the cultural core that your society has, meaning that the interactions within those people uh, or within um, those uh, societal structures uh, yeah, are something that you identify with and are part of and it deeply touch your heart. So this is important and this is the overarching concept, which is kind of abstract. So I'm going to dig deeper into the um, yeah, technical specifics of understanding how to be devoted and how we can see uh, or what needs to be done structurally in order of, uh, for politicians to become uh, better at what they are doing. 
So first of all, and this might come by surprise, another one of the, the main aspects of Tevlet, no parties. Political parties, and this is something that even uh, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, the kind of the pioneer of the modern uh, democratic thought, uh, said is the party system is, is killing um, basically all the options that we have within the society. There are so many voices, ideas and ways of, of developing uh, a society that political parties basically break those down to very few simplified ideas and they try to apply it to every, each and every situation. And this is not going to work. Um, the main point that I'm making, however, is that you cannot be devoted to the nation if you think that only one idea is going to fix everything within a nation. Meaning, different situations need different political responses. But if you're a rightist who always approaches the things in the same way, or a leftist who always approaches the things in the same way, or a social democrat, a green politician, left, right, up, down, yellow, green, blue, whatever, it's not going to work if you try to apply a blueprint to politics. This is the first thing. So you have a technical downgrade in uh, efficiency, basically. Second of all is that with political parties, at some point, the party develops an organizational interest. And you can see this within every party. Every party claims, oh, they are acting in the interest of the nation. They are not. At some point, they will develop an organizational interest. But just think about it logically. If you have five parties and everyone claims to be to, to be acting in the in the best interest of the nation, at least four of them are lying. And the fifth, whatever party it might be, they cannot claim to have found the blueprint based on one simplistic account to apply to the nation all yeah all over again. In each and every situation we have the same um, approaches to politics and to policy making this is this is not going to work i mean logically the party system is long overdue right we cannot have a party system and expect that, that countries uh, nations uh, region that even politics uh, as a concept is going to work in the long run so parties need to be abandoned at some point it will happen but um, this is also why i think this book is a very interesting and useful and also a revolutionary read because yeah it kind of uh, turns it back on the party system that so many people think is um, is is great and also the problem with political parties is that people come together and kind of develop a group dynamic in which certain characteristics and certain traits and certain behavior is um, punished and the other one is rewarded so we kind of develop the the people into the position uh, in the, into the position of um, becoming a prime minister or president or mini in the ministries whatever it is in certain ways that actually is a democratic deficit because most of the citizens are not in parties and uh, are not part in kind of choosing who's or electing who is going to be the leader of the party who are going to be the important people there so the group dynamic within the party actually determines a lot that people or the citizens don't have control over. And then in the end, it's claimed that this is a democratic system and a democratic way of going about things, which it is obviously not. 
And then um, we also have to think about technical expertise, right? Uh, a lot of times when we think about politicians, we believe that politics is some sort of matter of uh, opinion, which it is definitely not. If you have an issue, right, with some sort uh, with electricity, you know, uh, the, the light switches in your house uh, or apartment um, don't work. So you call an electrician, right? And then you're obviously not arguing with the electrician to say, well, you might think it is because of this and that, but I think uh, you're not right. This is not going to work. Two electricians, uh, electricians would not argue about this issue. A plumber is not going to argue with another plumber, uh, yeah, which kind of um, uh, pipe to exchange uh, when it's clear which pipe needs to be exchanged. What I'm getting at, at is that politics is actually a matter of technicalities. Obviously, there needs to be dis uh, discourse and there also needs to be dialogue about policymaking. But in the end, this is not a matter of opinion. Problem is, the problem is that uh, why we perceive politics to be so opinionated is that politicians them, them, themselves do not have the technical knowledge about a lot of things that are going on within the parliament uh, and in and around the ministries. So basically because they have a lack of information and lack of expertise on a lot of things that, go, uh, that are going on in politics and policymaking, they seem or they kind of hide behind opinions and ideas that they express and that sound some kind of catchy and people actually then think that opinions matter uh, within politics, but it's not. For example, I mean, uh, and I think the best, the best example here is economic policy. There's lots uh, to argue about, but there's little to have an opinion about. So, for example, raising interest rates, lowering interest rates, this is a matter of technicality and not a matter of left and right. Social policy, life cycle theory, and this is a very important thing that many people, uh, many politicians um, do not know. Nations also, just as human beings, they develop in life cycles. You know, they have the early phase and they have the growing phase, then at some point they peak, uh, they drop again, and when they manage to survive, they're going to see another peak and so on and so forth. There's a reason why many civilizations um, yeah, uh, have vanished over time. There are reasons why many civil civilizations are um, stronger than they have been, um, uh, ever have been before. So this is actually one of the main things that politicians need to know, but they actually do not, so they cannot put it in perspective and act upon it because they don't have the technical uh, knowledge about life cycles of nations. They don't have the um, technical knowledge about social policies, you know, how to structure uh, urbanization and education policies in a way that makes the nation stronger. They don't have uh, expertise on uh, macroeconomic um, development and uh, how to balance it out. Well, actually, to be fair, a lot of countries have learned um, from the 2008 crisis, but we have a long way to go, I have to say. So uh, let's sum up. No political parties, incredible technical, uh, technical expertise is needed here to have the perfect politician. Both things are not uh, present in the current 
political systems that we have around the world. And then uh, also tied to what I've said uh, about the life cycles is that politicians need to have a long-term agenda. They have to look at the long-term. Problem is, for a lot of um, politicians or the issue that, that we see and, and often, uh, often experience is that politicians just work from election to election. And obviously this is a short-term uh, short thinking, meaning that they try to impress the citizens and the citizens say, okay, well, we reward this politician by electing um, them at the next election. Then you will see that the nation kind of, yeah, cannot progress in the bigger picture. Sometimes politicians need to make decisions that citizens do not support and do not like because they cannot put it into context what it would mean in 200 years from now because nobody is going to live in 200 years. Why should they care? They want to have immediate satisfaction, immediate wealth. They want to have immediate relief and progress. However, a very good politician needs to see where his nation is going to be in not even 200 years, in 500 years. This is very important. And they need to consider it and they need to put things in place that will bring the nation there. And even if these things are uh, unpopular and yeah, as it often uh, is the case, many things will need, uh, yeah, will take a lot of time until they get to the point where they actually uh, kind of turn into something positive. But uh, in the beginning, they will consume much energy and um, yeah, require a lot of effort. People don't want to have this. So citizens are yeah, voting against those people, speaking from the current uh, political perspective. So a lot of politicians, and there we are with the structures, a lot of politicians, they just focus on the short term and try to get elected, get the power and maybe do some good for the next 10 or 20 years. And that's about that. So a great politician actually thinks about the long term a lot more than uh, he does on, uh, yeah, does think on the short term. So this is a very important aspect. Finally, and this is the last point that I want to raise here, is that politicians themselves, next to being devoted to, to their nation and um, bringing all this technical knowledge and stuff, this is just a logical continuation, is that they need to be the pinnacle of human development. And this is on a more personal level, so what the politician needs to bring to the table personally. And here with I mean that politicians really need to represent every aspect of life on a very high level. A politician needs to be fit physically, needs to know, uh, know how to play instruments, needs to have incredible, incredible knowledge uh, on history, political history, military history, art history, whatever you can think of, right? Um, the perfect politician needs to know all the military strategies and tactics at a very high level. Um, the perfect politician needs to know about yeah, the technicalities of social policy, family policy, societal development, 
needs to know the geography of the nation and the surrounding countries very, very well, needs to know about the resources there, how resources are processed, needs to know about technicalities and physics, chemistry, biology. The perfect politician needs to know about astronomy, needs to uh, speak at least two or three languages next to the uh, mother tongue, um, it needs to read, write and be present and at a very high level and develop at an extremely high level in every as uh, aspect of uh, life thinkable. Sounds very, yeah, very ambitious, to be honest. But um, in order for the nation to progress, politicians need to really embrace this. They need to become the perfect human being, basically, in order to be the perfect uh, politician. Obviously, those people also need to be morally correct. They need to be socially correct. They need to be good speakers, um, generous people, have good souls, and so on and so forth. These are very important aspects, and politicians need to strive to be that and represent that because they are representing the nation. And because they are representing the nation, why should they represent their own nation anything less from perfection? This is so important that politicians also kind of inherently do this and want to be that. They want to, they, they, they should want to be role models to each and every citizen. They should live the perfect life of a citizen in, uh, within that nation. And therefore, they need to be in every aspect of life. They need to be top of the charts. Of course, they will have uh, certain areas of expertise and this is perfectly fine. And this is what makes their per uh, unique character and so on and so forth. Uh, obviously, they need to be very educated and knowledgeable within um, the yeah, field of, of political science and history, obviously, but in the end, other areas of life, yeah, they, they cannot neglect them. It's very important that uh, politicians keep them uh, and also develop themselves um, within those, uh, those aspects of life uh, further in order to yeah, represent the nation. Yeah, from the standpoint of perfection. This is obviously not um, yeah, for 100% uh, doable at all times, but there needs to be yeah, a genuine um, ambition and yeah, the, the, the want and the, the kind of the, um, how can I say it? They need to be very, very passionate about to be that person that they can uh, represent their nation and uh, with. Uh, with all the stuff that they're developing it. So be it arts, sports, just to name uh, kind of the bottom tier things uh, next to astronomy and uh, yeah, physics, chemistry, biology, all the things that I've just said. I'm just repeating myself at this, at the, uh, at this point because this is extremely, extremely important and they need to strive um, to become that person yeah, each and every day, day in and day out. Very important. So, um, summing up is the perfect politician is obviously very devoted to his nation, yeah, fully, 
and uh, there's no doubt about yeah the the, the pride and the, the love and um, the passion that this person has uh, to his nation and then obviously what needs to be done and uh, what kind of other aspects kind of bring um, does the perfect politician bring is no party affiliation and no affiliation to what organization so ever that claims to be acting in the interest of the nation this might be church this might be uh, other religious groupings this might be uh, ideology um, yeah next to uh, the state ideology whatsoever whatsoever so basically no organization that can develop a separate interest from uh, the nation and then obviously a high level of technical knowledge of all aspects that, that relate to the craft of uh, politics and, and statecraft. And then in the end, obviously, the Terminator profile of the politician, meaning that the politician needs to be the person and represents the person or the whole nation within the one person uh, that he or she is. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this um, little talk about the perfect politician. Keep in mind, politics in itself is not bad. Politicians, um, politics and politicians in, in themselves inherently are not bad. They are not inherently good either. However, the structures make uh, what we currently have. And obviously, this is in a lot of countries, and I might uh, speak for a lot of you, um, the situation is not very great. Um, we don't have the greatest choices in a lot of countries regarding politicians. And to be fair, currently, there are very few politicians that even come close to what I've just described as the perfect politician. So, guys, hold strong and uh, maybe you're the next one up so i hope to see you soon uh, think about devlet or ordered now it's um, down below the link so i hope you enjoyed it take care until next time and bye